who plays on Bo Horvat's left wing along with Matthew Barzell. And, and Bronk has just gotten better and better and better each season in this system. I cannot wait. Let's do this. Let's go, Isles. Yes, yes, yes. Newsday presents the Island Ice Podcast with Andrew Gross. And welcome to Island Ice, Newsday's New York Islanders podcast, episode 169. And we're going to spend a good portion of this episode chatting with former Islander Mark Parrish, now a NHL network analyst and broadcaster for the Minnesota Wild. And hi, I'm Andrew Gross of Newsday. And as you'll hear in my telephone interview with Mark Parrish, both of us are very, very excited for the start of the regular season, and the NHL gets underway as a league on October 10th. The Islanders have to wait until October 14th to open at home against the Sabres. It's the first of three straight home games to start the season. Five of the first six are at UBS Arena, and six of eight overall in October are at Belmont Park. So yeah, you, you want to take advantage of that friendly early schedule, especially knowing you get caught, caught on the backside with some uh, road trips. But let's start with the good news, or some good news for the Islanders, is Kyle Palmieri, uh, presumed top six right wing. He uh, Palmieri returned to practicing with the team this week, uh, first with the non-game group on Monday, before that night's 6-5 preseason loss to the Devils in Newark. And then uh, on Wednesday, he practiced or he skated with the NHL heavy training camp group. Uh, both Palmieri and coach Lane Lambert expressed strong optimism he would be ready to face the Sabres on October 14th, even if he did not participate in either of the Islanders' final two preseason games. And of course, this is a good problem for any team to have. Too many forwards, right? Uh, Palmieri's return just squeezes the competition to fill out the top 12 even more. And uh, let's count it off. Right now, you got to figure Palmieri, Anders Lee, Bo Horvat, Matthew Barzell, Pierre Engvall, Brock Nelson, Jean-Gabriel Pajot, Cal Clutterbuck, Casey Sezikis, and Matt Martin are locks to be in the opening night lineup. That's 10. 10 of 12 forwards, leaving two spots to fill from among Oliver Wallstrom, Hudson Fashing, Simon Holmstrom, Julian Gauthier, and Ross Johnson. Uh, it probably means, or it likely means, prospects such as William Dufour, Matthew Maggio, Ruslan Ishikov, and Arnaud Durando, despite all of them at different times f showing some really good flashes at camp, uh, almost all of them certainly will not be around on October 14th. I don't want to call that a disappointment, but as we've discussed, you do want to get a little bit of youth into your lineup. Simon Holmstrom, obviously, would represent that, as would Oliver Wallstrom. To, to summarize what we've seen in training camp so far, it, it certainly looks like Lane Lambert will start with Brock Nelson centering Pierre Engvall and Kyle Palmieri, uh, reuniting that line from the end of last season after Engvall 
was acquired, and it certainly looks like the Matt Martin, Casey Sezikis, Cal Clutterbuck uh, identity fourth line will still be intact. So, yet to be decided is who plays on Bo Horvat's left wing along with Matthew Barzell. Uh, Simon Holmstrom has seen plenty of time there in camp. He is at times shown some good things, and he, he has the speed, and he certainly has the defensive acumen, you would think, uh, to, to be put in that spot. But to, to play on that line, Simon Holmstrom is going to have to convert uh, with some more offensive production. You saw it uh, in the preseason. There was one game, uh, I believe it was against the Flyers, Matthew Barzell twice set up Simon Holmstrom with what you would consider grade A chances, and Simon Holmstrom missed the net both times, and and he's going to have to do better than that uh, to play on the top line. Anders Lee has gotten a look with Horvat and Barzell as well. That's how they uh, ended the playoffs. Uh, uh, I've, I've said that I think at this point Anders Lee Probably it would be best uh, for the overall structure, maybe, if he's playing with John Gabriel Pajot. But, uh, you know, Anders Lee is certainly getting a look there, and there's still a lot of trust and reliance on him. And certainly both Matthew Barzell and Bo Horvat would not be uh, disappointed in any way if Anders Lee is there. They have a lot of trust in what he can do around the net. Um, although, it's uh, a little bit where Bo Horvat likes to play, so you, you would have to maybe have a traffic cop out there. Uh, Matthew Barzell, uh, meanwhile, uh, playing right wing, has looked very sharp, uh, as has Bo Horvat. The two of them have looked very sharp together. They're creating chances. Matthew Barzell has looked very confident in taking his shot, and that's something that is going to have to continue. Matthew Barzell... Uh, as Bo Horvat said, has a lethal shot, and you'd, you'd like to get him get his goal production over 20, maybe closer to 25. Uh, Matthew Barzell has only exceeded 20 goals once in his career. That was in his rookie campaign. Um, meanwhile, you, you would think Hudson Fashing has a spot in the top 12. Um, but then what about Oliver Wallstrom as he comes back from a knee injury? Uh, he's been used on the power play uh, in preseason, as is Julian Gauthier. Simon Holmstrom does not have to be placed on waivers to be reassigned to AHL Bridgeport. Does that become an easy out for the organization, especially to, to start the season as you sort things out? Defensively, uh, the question that remains is, will it be Sebastian Ajo or Samuel Bolduc, both of them lefties, paired with righty Scott Mayfield as, as a third pair to start the season? Uh, Lane Lambert has used Noah Dobson with Adam Pellick, and he's used Alexander Romanov with Ryan Pulak. Now, both Ajo and Bolduc require waivers to be reassigned to Bridgeport. I can't see... President GM Lou Lamarillo exposing either to waivers. So that's probably your sixth and seventh D-men, regardless who, of who is in the opening light lineup. Even if it would be better for Samuel Bolduc uh, to play regularly at Bridgeport than sit as the Islanders' seventh defenseman. But uh, 
we'll, we'll discuss uh, certainly the forward lines, Anders Lee, Brock Nelson, all of that. Uh, with Mark Parrish, I, I got the former Islander uh, on the phone and uh, certainly enjoyed the interview with Mark Parrish. As I said, really been looking forward to this, excited to talk to uh, Mark Parrish. You can see him on the NHL Network, on NHL Now and NHL Tonight throughout the season. And of course, Mark, uh, one of the teams he played for for, for a while there was the Islanders. So, uh, Mark, thanks uh, so much for joining me. I, I, I wanted to start, I, I know it's been a, a few seasons since you played, but what are your feelings right right about right now as we get ready for a regular season? Oh, Andrew, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I, I'm so excited for this season starting. I love talking to my old pesky Islanders. I love the six years there. Oh, they're so close to my heart. But let me tell you, I am ready for some hockey. It doesn't matter how long you've been retired. You jump come August. It's uh, you know you, you realize that the the golf game hasn't gotten any better. The handicap hasn't gone down. You know the wife's getting a little irritated because they're used to us traveling just like we're getting a little irritated. We haven't gotten to an airport in a hotel, so I am ready. Let's go. <laughs> well, let's go then. What you you saw what Lou you know did with the Islanders in the off season and that was essentially re-sign his own guys Scott Mayfield uh, Ilya Sorokin Pierre Engvall Hudson Fashing everyone's coming back but there were no you know outside additions for the most part and Zach Parisi has uh, decided not to join training camp so when you look at the Islanders do you see a team that has gotten better can get better or uh, or do you see a team that's just one year older? I see a little bit of all of that, to be honest with you. And I, I see a lot of a positive to that, a little one year older. Um, you know, so I was, I was thinking about this, uh, thinking about my own is obviously going in this year. And yeah, Lou was pretty quiet. Well, it, it's quick to forget how, you know, he went back and made a big splash and got Bo Horvat, but, you know, before the trade deadline last year. So, you know, you make trades like that, it's not surprising that all of a sudden in the offseason when it comes to signing players, it's kind of a little quiet. And I think it's a sign that uh, Lou won. He likes what he's got. He, he likes what Coach Lambert's got going with his guys. Uh, I mean, you look at the look at his division. I'm sure we'll get into the division later. But, but I mean, yeah, you want to get better, and it's a little bit of the keeping up to the Johnsons in that metropolitan division. Uh, but, but if I just you know think about the team as a whole, you look at the forwards. You look at Barzell. You got Horvat. Uh, you, you know, Paul Mary can find his goal scoring touch. Anders Lee, Brock Nelson. Uh, you know, you've got the guys up front that can find the back of the net as you know if they can produce you look at the decor you got the Pellick, pollock mayfield dobson so these guys a little bit year older to you know noah dobson another year older maybe a little bit more confidence going into this year with with some solid veteran d that you know are going to all have to play up to their ability and then the goaltending my lord that's uh, that's that's almost as slowest as you can get in the nhl that's the, one of the best tandems you'll have with with uh igor and and uh excuse me uh and uh varlamov um, oh my lord sorokin uh, uh, <laughs> sorry yeah sorokin my yeah. god i got the dang stupid ranger in my freaking uh, that, 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 that thing i didn't want to say the name but i yeah. knew i was already yeah, yeah. early in the 
here. Forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me. Uh, I don't have my my my, my wireless guy yanked up by the tree. I'm so I'm only on my phone. I don't have my cheat sheet. Yeah. I apologize. But anyway, the the, the goaltending can one of the best in the NHL. Like hands down. So you look at kind of what they have. And yeah, there's there's some room for improvement where you fill in that depth. You know, you still got that Zizekas and the Clutterbuck. Uh, you've still got pieces there that have uh, not only shown the consistency throughout their career, but they, they've made some runs in the playoffs. Not too long ago in the bubble, they, they, this this that core has made some runs. So yeah, maybe it's it was a stagnant off season, but I kind of look at it as this is a year in the way the salary cap is. Let's see what this the young guys can do. See who can step up. See where Wallstrom's at. See where you know. See who has stepped up and kind of hopefully lean on these guys when it really comes down to it. It's going to be those guys. Now, do they have the depth to we're getting into injury trouble? Then that's that's worrisome. Yeah, yeah. And I should have mentioned Semyon Varlamov also back on a four-year deal. And, and you're correct. I mean, yeah. with him and Ilya Sorokin, that's, that's got to be up there as amongst the top goalie tandems in, in the, you know, in the league. Ilya Sorokin himself, you know, obviously one of the top two, three goalies runner, runner up for the Vesna. Now look, you, you, you know, you've been traded. You've gone from team to team. I, I want to talk about Bo Horvat because he's talked a lot in training camp about what a big difference it me it makes starting with the team in training camp as compared to coming in mid season and obviously now he's you know he has a, a more of a foundation to build something with Matthew Barzell and they they've looked really good in the preseason. Yeah. Um, as a player, what was it like, you know, going from team to team and trying to figure it out on the fly as compared to, to getting a training camp with that team? Well, I, I tell you what, he, he, he couldn't be more right. Uh, you know, being, being that guy, uh, and I got used to it. You do just like anything else, <laughs> kind of get used to trade and kind of, kind of, kind of coming in and, and learning how to kind of, to, to find your way in quicker as, as opposed to when your first couple times. But, but, you know, look at Bo Horvat being with Vancouver for so long too, so acclimated in every single way. Not just the game, not the players on the ice, not the X's and O's, everything. I mean, just the drive in, the smell. Literally, it's just a complete change of life from him, literally coast to coast. And all of that comes into play. And, and, and especially the number one thing is you kind of feel like an outsider. And nobody wants to admit that when you're playing. You know, hey, you're, you're instantly coming, you're part of the team. Teammates are all amazing. And they'll tell you the same thing. I guarantee you uh, the character in that locker room, knowing especially the Minnesota Connection. <laughs> uh, you, you know, the, with the character in that. Yeah, that, that, that was a very good plug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's, uh, it, it's, it's an awkward feeling, but you feel very welcome. But you still feel like a little bit of an outsider. Uh, the terminology with the coaching staff is a little bit different, so you kind of got to get used to that. The timings, the meetings of the times, uh, the way guys talk, the inside jokes and everything, you just kind of... There's almost kind of like, are they making fun of me, you know, at first? Because you really, it's a whole different kind of world and almost a different planet uh, when when you're going from organization mid-season. So when you get there right at camp, I I mean, I just remember how much different it was from me being traded uh, from Florida to New York uh, over the summer. Got a chance to kind of go to New York, check out, get the lay of the land, uh, you know. So I came into camp, kind of knew where I was going a little bit, and... Then being from New York to L.A. and literally flying to Detroit 
you know, having dinner with Bates and, and Ricky Deep, Ricky DiPietro. And next thing I know, I'm on a flight that night to Detroit, a red eye to play the next night for the Kings in Detroit. And the only, the only guy I know on the team is Ronick. It is, it, it's just a total shock to the system. So you look at that and the way he did and the, the, the small, small sample size before that. And we saw with Barzell, I'm excited. Uh, the rest of the NHL is excited too. I mean, and that combo can, uh, once we get into the visual, we'll talk about how important that combo is for this team. Uh, certainly five on five. And one, one of the things we've been seeing through the preseason and training camp is uh, uh, Matt Barzell looks a lot more confident in, in taking his shot. And he's, you know, two goals the other night. But it's also been in the team scrimmages. Um, how, you know, if you can compare what it's like for him to, to, to be a center, you know, his whole NHL career. And with Horvat coming over, having to make this adjustment to the right wing, and can that lend to him maybe be being put in some more shooting situations or at least being freer to shoot? Yeah, and, and a little bit maybe more of the bull in the china shop with Horvat going to the net. Uh, you know, will force uh, Barzell, who is looking to pass first, uh, to shoot first, and and I'm adamant, uh, mainly because I was one of those selfish shooters. You have to establish a shot. If you don't establish a shot, the goaltending, the defense is going to kind of sit back. They're going to kind of give you. They're not going to respect you. They're going to they're going to let you look for pass. You know, they're going to know you're going to take a little second. Uh, we've watched it with Kirill Kaprizov here in Minnesota for his first couple of years, where he'd start to kind of struggle, and, and he was looking to pass first. And granted, he is similar with Barzell. They're they're, they're very unselfish players. They're looking to, 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 to get the other guys involved. They're looking for other guys to, uh, to set up. Uh, but if you watch the best player in the game, you look at like a centerman, you look at Connor McDavid. If you watch Connor McDavid play, he doesn't he, he is, If the shot's available, he's taking it. This is the most skilled player that's ever played the game with the, the, with the hands, everything. We've seen it time after time. He can undress completely full lineups and go down and score. But every time there's a shot available, boom, he takes that shot. And I think if you're going to want to win the game, well, why not pattern yourself back to the best ever? If Connor McDavid and all the points and all the goals he scores is a shoot-first mentality, even though he's known as an unselfish playmaking player in his score, I think Barzell can too. Yeah, yeah, no. And, you know, and we've talked to Barzy time and time again throughout his career. And, you know, it's not he's not shy about shooting. It's just like you said, he he always looks past first. That's just his nature. And it's uh, a little bit of a, a, an adjustment for him. Um, you, you plug. One hundred percent. I certainly don't want to make it sound like it's like, hey, Barzy, you just start shooting. <laughs> I didn't make it sound like that. Yeah. I just like you to shoot more. <laughs> hey, speaking of good shooters, and and you gave your home state of Minnesota a plug here, but Brock Nelson is a guy that since Barry Trotz got here, and now this is really his sixth, going into his sixth season in this system, you know, four under Barry, and now this is the second season under Lane, and, and Brock has just gotten better and better and better each season in this system. Um, 36 goals, uh, last season, 37 the year before. He's going to be 32, uh, the day after the Islanders open up their regular season. But we, we just haven't seen any regression in Brock's 
game. Have you, <laughs> has there been anything similar that you've seen where a guy, you know, gets past 30 and just continues to improve, you know, each season like we've seen? You know, it's it's funny. We're, we're, as much as we experts and, and and all the people before us, the giants that we stand on our shoulders and and, and preach our knowledge from, uh, it's always like ah, twenty four. You know, the talent tops out at twenty four. You know, then you know who knows where your peak will be, but that's where you know allegedly that's where your best players can be. And yet these players, time after time, now so I keep showing that they can not only play, but they can continue to play at a high level for years. I mean, it, it, and and it's uh, the way guys train now, uh, the, how well guys take care of themselves. We always talk about it kind of, we always throw it under the old umbrella of how, you know, professional, he's a professional hockey player. I think Brock Nelson has just really matured, uh, maybe a little past 24, but who cares? Because yeah. we don't know when, we don't know. We don't know when it's going to be over, so how do they know when, when our prime is? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, 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 so he's just matured so much and, and it's not, it has been so much fun for me, uh, to watch him, uh, not just mature on the ice as a player, but off the ice. I, I've just seen it him, you know, coming back in the summers, seeing it in his eyes. There's a, there's a determination. He's not satisfied with his game and he doesn't care what his age is. He, we've, we, here in Minnesota, you know, the, the, the one of the legends here, Matt Cullen, the way he was able to take care of himself and continue to play at, at a high level. Yeah, his, his role obviously changed, diminished as it went on, but continuing to find a way to play a role at the, at the NHL level for so long. That that okay, guys were you know calling him up, <laughs> hey buddy, what, what kind of magic potion? And 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 you can see that I think that uh, he's helped inspire this these Minnesota players, especially uh, who getting to see how professional Matt was. But not only that, but just Brock himself. That is his character. That's how he is. The way he approaches the game is not just an NHL or like we old guys were like, hey, the season started. I guess we got to be pros now. This guy is a pro twenty four seven. Yeah. Do you do you see him much during the off seasons? Yeah, well, yeah, there's, there's enough events that we, that, that we see each other around. And of course, the beauty league out here. I, yeah. I, uh, I love coaching that. And that's mainly just so I can chirp the players. I'm not a good coach, <laughs> but I, I'm a pretty, pretty good chirper. <laughs> yeah, I, I, keeping it in Minnesota, uh, another guy I'm sure you, you've seen a lot is, is Anders Lee. And I, I mentioned to Anders, I was going to, yeah. uh, chat with you and uh he definitely said to uh send along you know his best wishes but he was telling me that you know he he worked your camp uh you know before he became an NHL how how long have how how far do you go back with Anders uh, you know, it's one of those beautiful things I absolutely love about Minnesota, the, the connections. Uh, yeah, we, we, we go back a ways. It was funny when we talked about that. Um, uh, and, and, uh, with a little bit when he was younger, but then it was funny because, because Snowy, when he first came in, he's like, Hey, we got this guy from Minnesota. Uh, he kind of seems like he likes to tip the puck, kind of plays your style in front of the night. Why don't you meet with him? Uh, and this, and whatever it was, whatever June it was. And so he sends me, so Snowy sends me some video of it and I watch it and I go meet Anders Valencia. I'm like, 
I don't know what my friend Garth wants me to talk with you about. <laughs> you got it figured out, kid. <laughs> You're there. That's 90% of it. You got it. You know, you got your, the, the, the screen, your great hands. Just keep perfecting it. You know, it was, it was really funny. So we, we've, we've really got to, to, to grow a pretty good connection over the years. And he's such a great guy. And I, and I, and I apologize. I should not give Matt Cohen a, so much credit, man, because, you know, I'm always jealous of Matt Cohen. He's one of my best <laughs> but I got to give, let's talk about Anders Lee as the captain helping. Brock Nelson become a pro because you want to talk about literally everything I was saying about, about Brock Nelson insert into Anders Lee as a captain I mean just an amazing captain amazing leader amazing attitude approaches life everything he approaches is absolutely top notch and it's easy to see where Brock Nelson has got such that he's got that sitting right next to him in the locker room like well that seems to work I'm going to follow him and now if we just just stay healthy yeah yeah Exactly. I mean, he's, you know, the knee was certainly a setback, but he, he seems to be back strong from yeah. that. Um, and, you know, he plays, he, he puts himself at risk. He plays a hard, hard game. Yeah, I've, and I've, I've been through that, you know, yeah. uh, that was the game I played. I wish, I wish I was as big and strong as Anders was, uh, you know, but I definitely, I played that style and, and yeah, it takes its toll. It, you know, it does. It wears on the body. You know, I, I can't believe Dino Cicerelli. I talked with him a few times about how did he last so long in front of the net when my body shut down after 12 and just, Kind of said, that's enough. You're not moving as fast as these young guys are anymore. And, you know, to continue that on because of that, you just, you don't know. We don't know exactly how much we can take, but the good thing about us is we're willing to find out. You know, you, you mentioned that the hand-eye coordination, obviously with what Anders and what you did, that that's so crucial once you get to the net to be able to to pounce quickly. As you, you know, as you pass 30 and you get later in your career, what, what steps do you have to take to make sure that, that hand-eye coordination stays as sharp as it needs to be? You just do, it's, the older you get, uh, you know, it's, it's like the taste of, you either the winners or win the Stanley Cup, like you get a taste of it, you, you, you that's, that's where you, you can't stop, you, you need to get it again. Well, it's, it's the same as just being in the NHL. As you're playing in the NHL, you get the taste of it for a few years. You're like, oh, hell yeah, I want to do this forever. I want to keep doing this as long as I can. Yeah, I want to, and, and, you know, you learn early on from the pros, you know, myself, the, you know, early on from Brad Hedick and Dino Cicerelli, Scott Mellenby, Ray Whitney, uh, you know, that these older guys had to do more. So you're, you're kind of prepared. You, you know, there's literally, I remember kind of chattering the, the older guys as they stayed on the bikes an extra five, ten minutes. They did a couple extra sprints at the end of practice. They stayed in the weight room just a little bit longer to get a little, you know, because they knew they had to keep every year that they got older, this next generation came in that's going to be younger, faster, stronger. And the way you stay, you've got to stay on it. And as you get older, to fight off a father time, the only way is to work that much harder than the younger guys. And, uh, you know, Another uh, another line, obviously, that's been around forever. You mentioned the Casey Sezikis, Cal Clutterbuck, Matt Martin line. And one, just do you marvel? It, it doesn't happen, and it may not happen again in the NHL, given how players change teams. But for a line 
to remain together for that long. I, I don't know if we're going to see that really to the extent that we've seen these three together. Obviously, Matt Martin spent two seasons with the Maple Leafs, but, you know, picked right up. What, what do you appreciate out of their games and, and how much longer do you really think they can keep it going the way, you know, all three of them play the game? <laughs> I hope forever because I absolutely love everything about it. Uh, I love how much credit that, that, that the organization, the team, the coaching staff gives them for the way they play, the consistency in which they bring it every single night for so many years. And I am just absolutely in awe that they get to play this long together. Uh, whenever myself, Michael Peck and Sean Vince, the old Lucky Sevens line for all the old Islander fans, they remember that. We love those two years. Those were our favorite two years. It was just, we got to play on one line right. together. Yeah, I mean, there's moments you're going to get, but that, that, that happened. But, but as a whole, for two years together, that doesn't happen. We tell them how rare that is. How many years now? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's just awesome. And it just builds their, it keeps building their chemistry. It, they, they literally, I'm sure they get to a point where they hardly even have to talk on the ice. They just know exactly where the other one's going to be. And when you get a line like that, and it's rare, you have so much fun playing the game. It's so much fun. You yeah. can't wait to go out and play every single night. You just can't. Yeah, no, and, and you, you know, the, the one thing I've noticed being in the room, you know, talking to, Kyle Palmieri today, you talk to Cal Clutterbuck, you know, Matt Martin, these guys, they're appreciating the moments probably a lot more right now than maybe even five years ago, because they know it's not going on forever, right? So you have to enjoy it. And and it's, it's kind of fun to see these guys, you know, you know, they love hockey, but they're, they're all in love with hockey right now. And it really shows and, and, and to, I couldn't agree more. And to go right along that, it shows in their confidence in their team, in themselves, in what they have going. And and then we'll circle that right back to this is why Lou really doesn't steal. They they have to do a whole lot. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the, the, the what's there is there. Okay, yeah, we got to cross our fingers and stay healthy. The whole NHL stay in that. I mean, it's because it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when for everyone. And hopefully the bug just isn't that bad this year for everyone. I have the whole league. They're going to have to deal with it. Everyone's going to have to deal with some kind of injury to some major player. How do they, how do they build that? How do they play? How, how do they, how do they deal with that adversity and move forward? So it, it, those are, those are the what ifs, uh, about the NHL, but it, you, you just, the, the Islanders and what they have going, that's what's so exciting. That's what makes it exciting for me. Uh, not only just as a, as, as, as a completely unbiased analyst, but, but, a, but, a, but a former player. I love it. I love watching the Islanders. I love seeing, you know, getting a chance to see and then have this insight and get this feeling of this team. It reminds me uh, of the old teams that we had. We always had great character. We always had great friendships. We always had great groups. And I love that that's still going on on the island. Hey, um, I, I don't know how much you got to see him this summer. Um, like I mentioned, Zach Parisi, you know, opting to remain in Minnesota with his family. Uh, the two years he played with the Islanders after the Wild bought him out, you know, his family stayed behind in Minnesota. And it, it was very obvious how tough that was on Zach. So, you know, th- this season he's opted not certainly to start the season. I don't know if you've talked to him, but do you, do you think we've seen Zach Parisi's last NHL game or do you suspect, 
you know, he might suss out how the season's going and think about coming back. Well, you know, I spoke with Zach a little bit this summer. Um, uh, and, you know, I, I, it's, it's hard. I've been there. I know exactly what he's feeling. Um, uh, and and uh, when I was in the, my, the year uh, she has spent uh, with Tampa, uh, um, my wife stayed home uh, to give birth to our son there. Uh, and it was the hardest year of hockey I've ever had away from my family. So for him to do it for two week, two years, uh, the the courage that it, that it takes to, to be away from your family just as a father and a husband, I kudos and my hats are off. So I completely understand that. However, I am really hoping the draw of the game sucks him back in because like I told him this summer, you play this game until they kick you out or your legs fall off and then you play for two more years. And then you're done after that. There ain't no coming back. <laughs> right, and, and he played at a very high level last season. You know, 21 goals, 13 assists. Man, he, he always plays all 82 games. So I, I don't think there's any doubt that he can still do it. It's just, you know the circumstances around it. Yeah, and and that's, you know, it's, it's, it's a huge part of it. Sometimes you forget uh, that, that uh, you know, being a professional only goes so far. At some point, we are humans, uh, and, you know, and, and, we, and we need the other humans of our choice to be around us, especially the ones we love. Um, so so I can totally understand, you know, that decision as well. That was uh, partially with my decision, too, when I retired, too, from bouncing around in the American League, uh, you know, doing that to the kids. So it's uh, it's... It's a tough decision. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to support my, my, my young friend uh, either way. Uh, I am putting out a whole ton of vibes into the universe that he's still going to come out because he had 21 goals last year. But I'm not, I mean, it's a great way to finish. Don't get me wrong, but come yeah. on, Zach. He got some more in you, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of guys not back, I mean, I, I know you're a fan of the Islanders. You, you still have great affection for the organization. How do, how do you sum up what Josh Bailey did during his career with the Islanders and, and, and what he meant to the organization during his time here? You know, he's, he's in camp with the Senators on a PTO. We'll, we'll see where that goes, but he's not going to be here this season. Yeah, that's, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, I can't imagine. It's bittersweet. Uh, it, you know, it was tough for me after six years going somewhere else, uh, you know, for how much, uh, I gave and cared and loved being an Islander and wanted to be an Islander. And, uh, it, 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 it to be, for what he did for as long as he did, I mean, honestly, I, I want to thank him as a former Islander. It was a pleasure it was, to, to watch his career, to watch, you know, him grow as a player, to what he became, uh, the consistency that he brought to the game, his attitude he brought to the game, uh, and, and the moments that that we all got to share from his career. It's it's uh, I, I'm in a way I got to be honest with you know, I thought, but I'm jealous. I I, I wish. I wish I could have had the career around as a Josh Bailey had. It's just awesome. And you just, you gotta, you know, business is business. There's the sentimentality in this game is, 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 is kind of gone because there's just not much you can do. There's hard decisions with this salary cap and, and that's the way it goes. And hopefully, hopefully he'll, uh, you know, I'm, I'm always pulling for the underdogs. I'm always pulling for the old guys, uh, to find a way to hang on for as long as they can. So I'm hoping we haven't seen the last of Josh Bailey. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's for sure. Hey, quickly, let me 
just get your thoughts, non-Islanders, on, you know, who do you think, you know, who who's your favorite in the Metropolitan, in the Eastern Conference, and, and, and how do you see this season shaping up? You know, what are, what are you watching for this season? I know we're all watching Connor Bedard and where he's going, but, you know, what, what, what do you want to pay attention to this season? I am. Um, I was terrified you were going to ask me that metropolitan question. <laughs> oh my lord, that's the one thing with the old Pascals. What a division! I mean, I, I, if there's ever been a division that you almost got to got to be looking at the standings from day one, it's the metropolitan division. I mean, the importance of those head-to-head games are just going to be crucial. You look at Jersey, Carolina. Rangers, these guys, Pittsburgh reloading back up. Like these teams have not let, you know, they're not letting up. They're all, and these are all got teams that have eyes on the cup. Mm-hmm. And the Islanders are right there with them going, hey, we're, you know, we're, we're right in that group of five. So, so it, it's, it's pretty insane to think about that much ball division. I can't wait to see what that turns out. Uh, I, and of course you want to throw out the best of the East. Well, I, I had Boston falling off a cliff last year on my prediction. So that, and I nailed that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, I, you know, I, I love the, it, I got it, you know, I got a, a big Tendanical. The young Jersey team's fun. They're exciting to watch. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's fun to root for those guys. Uh, you know, literally this division, I, 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 it's kind of one of those you look at and like, yeah, they, you, you got Toronto. There's certainly some plenty of other teams uh, elsewhere that, that, that could top that, but you feel like whoever comes out of this division, uh, is just going to be ready for the playoffs because it's just going to be great hockey against each other. They got to be playing at their best just because there's not enough spots in the playoffs for all of them. Is, is Vegas still the best team well, out last? Well, possibly, I guess. Well, I, I'm sorry. What was that? I said, well, possibly. Yeah. No, I was going to ask you out west, Vegas still, you think, the best team? How close are the wild to them at this point? And, uh, you know, give me, you know, a minute on, on what you see out of the west. Uh, you know, I, obviously Vegas is still a team to beat. They're still in tough champs. Uh, they're the team to beat. I think, uh, Colorado, uh, you know, I think everybody kind of got a chance to forget about them a little bit this summer, but they're going to come back, uh, nasty, feisty, and ready to claim that top spot, I think, regardless of who in their, their lineup is, McKinnon, who they have already. They're, they're, that's a scary team. Dallas was a team that, that, that was pretty darn good. Uh, you know, especially when, when Colorado went down, you look at Dallas, you're like, ooh, this is a year maybe they could steal the cup, but Vegas just kept that motor on and just, just, man, just consistently just played solid, solid, solid hockey and never let off the gas. So, so impressed with what Bruce Cassidy did there. You gotta, you gotta keep your head out for them. But, but man, yeah, Minnesota too. Uh, you know, Boldy a year older, Caprizov a year older, this lineup going a little bit older. That's, it's kind of the wild, wild west. Uh, you know, it's going to be a fun one, but, uh, Seattle, how's Seattle going to be now another year? They got to have some confidence after taking down Colorado. LA is going to be looking to fight back and come back. I mean, it's going to be a fun year. I can't, I can't wait to get started. <laughs> and, uh, lastly, I, I wanted to ask you, you your, your time with the Islanders, uh, anything, you know, I, I know you were talking about your line mates and how much fun, what it meant to you. Does any, any one thing stand out amongst anything else with your time? Oh, my Lord. Uh, honestly, 
it's probably cliche, probably gets played out, but, but I mean, I, that, that Sean Bates' goal, yeah. uh, was something I'll, I'll truly, truly never forget. I, I mean, it was, uh, I've never been on a bench where the bench was shaking like it was an earthquake and, and Laviolette had to push us out. The next line out had to push us out. He was behind us yelling who to go on the ice and we couldn't hear him. It was so loud. He had to push us. You know, it was that, that moment. Uh, I love that my, my buddy Batesy gets that, that moment celebrated. He gets to go back and relive that moment. Uh, I'm just jealous. I wish he'd call me every time so I could walk into the building with him. <laughs> he, uh, I was going to mention Lavi. Obviously, he's kind of coming full circle. He's coaching back in New York again <laughs> with the Rangers. But is there any, I don't know what the word would be, regret or, you know, what ifs, you know, if if you just stuck with, with LaViolette as a young coach a little bit longer, given what he became as an NHL coach? Oh, man, you know, uh, there was plenty of us, Basie included, uh, that played that game. <laughs> uh, especially up in Carolina, we played that game over and over in our heads, that record. Uh, and, and uh, you know, it just doesn't matter. <laughs> it just doesn't matter. And, yep, I mean, yeah, of course we have, but no, it just don't matter. All right. Well, listen, Mark, I, I, I really appreciate it. It's always, you know, it's fun talking about this stuff with you, and I, I really appreciate your 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 insight into this and uh you know what what do we got today's uh october 3rd we have seven days until uh the season gets going a week you know it can't come fast let's enough can it? no i absolutely i cannot wait i cannot wait let's do this just go aisles yes 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 <laughs> well i i hope to see you around the rink i know you're busy with the wild and obviously and of course yeah. mark parish on nhl network all season on nhl now nhl tonight mark i, I appreciate that uh the, you being so generous with your time and, and it was really fun chatting with you about this stuff absolutely thank you andrew i appreciate it Again, you can watch Mark Parrish all season on the NHL Network on both NHL Now and NHL Tonight. You can find me on the entity formerly known as Twitter at Newsday, And you can find and get all of your Islanders content at Newsday.com backslash sports. And now you can hear me signing off until the next episode by saying... Happy hockey, everybody.